What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The empowered be strong take charge speak life live life abundantly get with it now you are now entering the chat room health chat with coach gene that is where we debate debunk educate empower impart and raise awareness on all things related to health, healing, and holistic well-being, body, mind, and spirit. Let's go. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? What's up? Welcome to another week, another episode of Health Chat with Coach Gene. And this is your girl, Nurse Coach Jean Turner. I hope you are having an awesome week. And so I started um, my week out reflecting on some things. And um, I was reminded of not that long ago when I was um, having my morning devotion. I pulled up the app, uh, the Bible app on um, on my phone. And I remember... Uh, reading this one passage that talked about, you know, we will only ever consistently do that which we want to do. And so I thought about that, and I also posted a video about this on my Facebook page and my IG page. So if you follow Health Chat with Coach Jean, follow your girl, Nurse Coach Jean, you might want to go to my Facebook and Instagram page, Health Chat with Coach G, and check out that video. But the title of the video was Marinate on This. And the gist of it was, we will only ever consistently do that which we want to do. And this is especially true as it relates to our time. When it comes to doing something that we really, 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 and truly want to do, we find the time to do it. We make the time to do it, period, point blank. And we don't make no excuses, right? That's real talk. You know, we make a way to make it happen. And so it really is not a matter of time or ability because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And so the question is not, can I do it? Can I make this work? No. The question, the realness is, Do I really want to 
to do it. You are really want to make it happen. And so I want you to ask yourself, do I want to be happy? Do I want to be made whole? Do I really want to live in peace? Do I want to be healthier? Do I want to lose weight? Like, really want to? Do I want to be the change that I desire to see? And so I challenge you to marinate and think on these things in the coming days until, God willing, we join up together here in the chat room this time next week. And so if this is resonating with you, you know, hit me up. You can hit me up before next week, you know. Hit me up at www.spiritofawarrior.life. Let's connect and allow me to equip you so that you can break, you know, break down these barriers that are impeding your well-being. And so this week, my guest and I are going to have a discussion that aims to dispel some myths surrounding a cancer diagnosis. It's been a while since I had a Warriors Walk episode, what I call Warriors Walk to Wellness episode, which if you've been tuning in and downloading Health Chat with Coach Gene podcast for any length of time, you know that's where we have, I normally feature guests who are either currently walking through a cancer diagnosis or have been healed from cancer or were the caregiver of someone who was diagnosed with cancer you know, um, and so today's a little different. Uh, my guest does have uh, interest in this topic. And look, there's a lot of shaming and blaming going on, and it needs to stop. The bottom line is this. Cancer doesn't care how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't care what your socioeconomic or political status is. It cares about none of that. And so there are many factors that come into play, you know, regarding one being diagnosed with cancer. And so, you know, genetics, one's environment, hormonal imbalances, these are just a few of the factors, you know. With some, the individual has no control over whatsoever. And, you know, if the truth be told, we all have precancerous cells in our bodies. Sometimes in some people, for whatever reason, genetics is one reason, these cells divide and grow out of control, and then they travel throughout the bloodstream, throughout the body, and if not detected early, you know, it, it causes problems. And this is why our yearly physical exams are important. Routine diagnostic exams are very important, you know, such as our yearly physical, you know, certain diagnostic exams. But your girl, I, look. Your girl is digressing right now. So let's go ahead and pray and get it popping. Most gracious Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we want to thank you for another week, another opportunity to be here in the chat room with these, your people. I pray, Father God, that you will forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all sin and all unrighteousness. Lord, create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. I pray, dear God, that something shared during this week's episode will bless your listeners, will edify and encourage and, Lord, inspire those who listen and on the various platforms, will inspire them, dear God, to make the changes, the necessary changes needed so that they can be the healthiest version of themselves 
that they can be and be strong and healthy to fulfill all the plans and the purpose that you have for their lives. And it's in your precious son's name I do ask and pray these things. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. And so my guest tonight is the author of Ethel May Books. She is a certified life coach, stress management therapist, ordained minister, public speaker, and podcaster. Having experienced many challenges herself, my guest has been able to reach back and help other young people to overcome many of the obstacles and challenges that they face. Those who have been through traumatic life experiences and in need of guidance, she has helped them to push past where they were and push them forward into the road leading to a better life. As a result, her life coaching grew to include both men and women. She believes that we all have it within ourselves to live the best life, the abundant life, the one that God created us to live. And so she has made it her aim to help as many people as possible to reach their fullest potential. Her motto, in order to move forward, we have to unpack the baggage from the past. So straight out of the DMVAO by way of London, England, born and raised, minister, author, Allison J. Are you in the virtual building, my friend? I think I hear you. I am, I am, I am. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Right now, that's your guest. I am so sorry. My other line decided that all of a sudden it was going to make some noise. <laughs> oh, okay. But I've switched well, everything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What was you saying? No, because it was it, the, it had been off all day and all of a sudden it switched itself on. So my apologies for that. All right. Well, no worries. We're going to move right along. Thank you so much for joining me this week here in the chat room. And so, first of all, I want to ask you, and we've had this discussion, but for our listeners, um, why your interest in this particular topic? Explain to our listeners what, what is your interest in this particular topic. Well, to be honest with you, the interest really stemmed from a lack of education. I have known more of, of late. I've been hearing of a lot of black men being diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I was looking into it thinking, hold on a second. Where did this come from all of a sudden? Because you don't hear much about um, specific certain cancers. Now, um, in looking at it, I realized every October we have the pink ribbon. We hear about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I don't really hear much about Awareness Month or time or anything for any other specific cancers. And when I was looking into it and I realized just how much more prostate cancer affects black men, I thought to myself, hold on a second. There's obviously a lot that I don't know. And I'm not saying that I'm the front of all knowledge, but I'm thinking, how many other people are there that don't know of all these different things that affects us, that affects um, predominantly black people? 
And how much better could we look after ourselves? How much better of a life could we live if we paid attention, if we were knowledgeable about these things? And in many cases, it could just be a simple case of changing our diet and our lifestyle. So that is one of the reasons why I really started to pay attention because it made me then realize that we compartmentalize cancers, almost as though we make one more important than the other. When in reality, when you and I were talking and you said to me, Alison, cancer's cancer. And I think a lot of people actually need to hear that. Cancer is cancer, whether it's lung, prostate, breast, cervical, ovarian, whatever it is, it is a ravaging disease that I just don't think we are aware of or informed of as we should be. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, totally. I totally agree. And, and I have to be honest with you, Allison. Um, I, I feel some kind of way. And this is no offense to our listeners who have gone through a breast cancer diagnosis or maybe currently walking through a breast cancer diagnosis. But there are other um, types of cancer. There are other organs that are affected by cancer. There are, look, we, I believe personally that so many other types and locations of cancer get pushed to the wayside, right? Because all we hear mm -hmm. mostly about is breast cancer. And so I, I believe, and this is Nurse Code Jean speaking, we just need to look at cancer for what it is. Cancer is cancer. It is a, a, a disease that, that is crippling. It is devastating. Could can be, let me say it this way, can be devastating because now research has shown we know more and more people are conquerors, have overcome cancer and a cancer diagnosis. But cancer is cancer. It is devastating. It affects the person. It affects the families. It affects people, you know, the same. So why do we always have to, like you said, compartmentalize this cancer, this cancer, this cancer, this cancer? Can we not just recognize cancer, period, for what it is and find a cure for cancer, period? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because my thing is cancerous cells, whether they be, um, in, like I said, in your lung, in your breast, up in um, if it's like leukemia, um, brain tumor, cancer, are cancerous cells not just cancerous cells? Is there a difference? And so that's one of the things I was just like, wow. In looking into it and researching, there were so much, so much more that you don't know. And un and unless you have heard somebody that has died from an unusual, let's use that word. Well, let me not use the word unusual. Unless you have known somebody that has died from one of the lesser mentioned, let me use that, cancers, then you'll just like, because nowadays, you, once upon a time, I must remember when I was growing up, cervical cancer was the big thing. 
But then it's almost as though that got pushed to the wayside and then breast cancer became the big thing. And I remember um, a celebrity in the UK, uh, um, she died probably about a good 12 or so years ago. And she was, oh, she was very young. She had two young children diagnosed and unfortunately she passed from cervical cancer. She, then all of a sudden, because a celebrity passed from it, it's this big thing and they're pushing people, they were pushing people to have, in the UK we call it smear test, here you call it a pap test. But they were really like, really going for it and they had all of these campaigns and stuff. And then, then you know, the novelty, for want of a better expression, wore off. You don't hear anything about it anymore. And then... You, now you've got the big, the 5K run every October and the pink and the this. And I'm just like, no, it should be we are running or working for or raising funds for a cure for cancer, period. Mm-hmm. I, I, I must admit, I agree. I agree with that. And so I also, and I don't know if you're aware of this or our listeners are aware of this, um, there is a rise, and I wasn't aware of this until I read someone's Twitter um, post, and I believe it was yesterday. There's a young lady living over in, um, in um, I believe it is the UK, and she mm-hmm. stage four cancer, stage four colon cancer. And so she shared a lot of the research online, and there is a rise and young people under the age of 40, huge rise, increase in the number of young people less than age 40 with cancer. Colon cancer, wow. according to her research, breast cancer, you know, different types of cancers. But this is my thing. Here in the United States, right, the medical community does not do specific testing for cancer on those who are less than 40, like you have nearly 40 years old to get your mammogram, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their protocol is you have to be at least 50 to get your cold first colonoscopy unless, unless you have a close relative like mother, father, sibling who had that particular type of cancer. I believe that is still the case. And so one of the problems, I believe, is that someone young presents with certain symptoms, a lot of times is brushed off as something else, you know. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. you've got all the diagnostic tests, you know, all the blood work, you're fine, it might be in your head, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And so without the proper testing, because again, in our society here in the United States, you have to be a certain age to get these diagnostic tests to detect certain cancers. So if you're under a certain age, they're not even trying to do all the testing. And so that's why I can appreciate people like my sister Katrina um, Shaw Little, who is about mammograms for those women who are less than 40 years young, because Now, more and more people are being diagnosed with cancer, and by the time they are, Mm -hmm. it's already metastasized, and they are getting younger and younger. 
And so that's an issue. Yeah. That's one of the issues that I have because we've got to start thinking differently. When we think about all the things in our environment, the chemicals in our environment, the chemicals in our food, when we think about genetics, when we think about, and you don't have to be a smoker, okay? My mm-hmm. mother ended up with colon cancer and didn't smoke a day in her life, but my father smoked. So secondhand smoke, which mm-hmm. is one of the myths I wanted to bust up, right? Because we, we're talking about dispelling the myth, right? And uh-huh, so uh-huh. people think because I don't smoke so I can't get cancer, not realizing that secondhand smoke kills and can cause cancer even in people that don't smoke. What are your thoughts about that? Well, interesting that you should say that because I'm sure you and I had a conversation about just that. and um. And I can't remember the year now. And I remember, I think I did look it up when you and I were speaking. So there was a gentleman by the, his name was Roy, Roy Castle. He was a famous um, Jack jazz trumpet player in the UK. He was diagnosed with lung cancer. And he's just like, hold on a second. I have never smoked a day in my life. How do I have, how am I diagnosed with lung cancer? Turns out, because he played in all of the smoky jazz clubs where they were smoking, guess what? He obviously was inhaling all of the the cigarette and the cigar smoke and everything, passive smoking. That is how he developed lung cancer. But listen to this, and this is what is really like mind-blowing to me. Bearing in mind this man had never smoked a day in his life, was diagnosed with lung cancer, Do you know that they would not take him seriously that it was from secondhand or otherwise known as passive smoking? They wouldn't take him seriously. That man spent his last um, months on this earth fighting and campaigning for the laws in the UK and Scotland to be changed so that you couldn't smoke inside of restaurants and bars and clubs and things like that. That he had to fight, he had to go to the high courts, he had to, the, the amount of things he had to do. And it's just like, but the evidence is right there in your face. It's right there in your face that this man has been diagnosed with lung cancer and didn't smoke. So where did he get it from? They weren't willing to even listen. And it even says, if you even look him up, that they just completely dismissed him as a result but thankfully yeah 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 and this happened Roy Castle is his name and so like I said he spent his last days on this earth fighting for the laws to be changed so that no one else would have to go through and suffer as he did as a result of something that he didn't even do this man's life yeah, he lost his life. He died as a result of secondhand smoke. So wow. as you say that, that, and, that and, and I and you know and I I never ever have forgotten him and the fight. So and so it just makes me wonder that, and I'm sure I'm I'm sure it's about twenty or so years ago that this happened. It could even be a little bit more. So. The disheartening thing, to be honest with you, is 
we're still having these conversations. Mm-hmm. We are still mm-hmm. having these conversations when all this has been done, all this is known, but yet we are still having these conversations, raising awareness. And it just makes me of, of the various kinds and types of cancers because like, like the one when it was the survival cancer, once the novelty wore off and once the celebrity, once her death was no longer being remembered or talked about every day in the papers, that campaign soon, soon died down. There was not this big drive anymore for women, young women, because if, if my memory serves me right, I think she was just under 30 at the time when she died from cervical cancer, this celebrity wow. in the UK. Yeah, she was young. She, and neither one of her children, I think they were both quite young also, she left two very small young children. And so once, the, once all of the, the, the dust settles and it's no longer being mentioned, guess what? They're not, there's not the big push for young women to get tested again. And the same with lung cancer. It's, it's no longer the whole be careful of secondhand smoke and things like that. Nope, because again... The, the dust has settled, it's been forgotten about, and they're on to the next thing. And I just think that if we were to stop compartmentalizing cancers and giving various ones names, and like I said, just start campaigning and pushing for a cure to cancer, period, and saying to people, look, change, some of us, if it's, if it could be just a change of diet and lifestyle. Some people, unfortunately, it's genetics. Because I was talking to somebody on Tuesday, and he, he was feeling really down because a childhood friend of his just let him know he's been diagnosed with cancer. And I think it's um, quite far gone. And he was looking at it and just like, you know, I'm thinking... You know, how how come him and not me? And I said, firstly, let that part, let's stop thinking that way. And secondly, we don't know what their, what contributing factors there may have been. It could have been genetic, unfortunately. And and to be honest, even if things are genetic and as you, you are a believer, and so there are things as generational curses, we can pray and break those. Let's not get that twisted. Right. We don't have to just, That's we right. don't just have to give in and give up and say, oh, it's genetic, it's hereditary, so it's inevitable, it's going to happen for me. No, we, if we, we need to speak life, we need to consistently speak life, and we need to say, Satan, you, you cannot have my family, you cannot have my bloodline, and everything must bow to the name of Jesus. So cancer must bow, Whether, regardless of what kind of cancer it is, it must bow. So it can be broken. There's no need to be, oh, well, it's in a hereditary. I've got no choice. That's all that's going to happen to me. No. Call on the name of Jesus and break that. So come on. But I didn't get on here to preach. I didn't get on here to preach. You know? Yeah, I didn't. You know what? That Yep. The power that he has given us, the power of that same resurrection power. And so you are right, because when I was walking through that journey in 2018 and 2019, girl, I had to have faith. I had to speak the Mm -hmm. word of life into 
to my situation. Mm-hmm. I, you talk about quoting and saying and praying scriptures of healing over myself. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And so, yeah, yes, sir. you know, that secondhand mm-hmm. smoke, you know, that's one of them environmental factors. Now, mm-hmm. we can't always change our environment, right? Because mm-hmm. even here in Georgia, maybe about two years ago, and uh, I haven't heard about it since. It's not been in the news. But there were two areas right here in, in Atlanta area, one neighborhood in Cobb, one I believe out there in Covington, that the chemicals from the medical plant were cancerous. And you know that that, that them chemicals mm-hmm. were, you know, they were in the atmosphere in the neighborhoods, and then the people that lived in those communities were concerned. So we can't always control our environment, right? When I was in Iraq 13 months around burn pits, could not control my environment, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, but there are other things, like you said, that can may cause someone's cells to grow abnormally, get out of whack, and just become cancerous. And so, one of the other myths, you know, um, I alluded to this earlier about the shaming and the blaming and people Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, they must have done something wrong to cause it. That's another myth. No, that's not true. I'm a living witness. Right. That's not true. What are your thoughts on that? Well, finally, you should say that because as, as you said that, I tell you what came to me, the scripture in the Bible, when they said to Jesus, who for him, for him to be born, I think he was deaf, deaf and, um, and mute, who sinned, him or his parents? And, it's, and so it just makes me, so again, so to your point, they're looking at somebody to attribute the blame, so to speak, to. Who, who sinned why he's like that? So, in other words, who did something to why he's like that? What did they do? What did he do why he's like that? So, like, actually, no. Because at the end of the day, to, and to be honest, again, like I said, I didn't come on here to preach. But what we need to realize is this. Some of these sicknesses that are on us are spiritual attacks. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm. They are spiritual mm. attacks on our physical beings. That's what some of these sicknesses and these illnesses are. Because they, when they say to you, they look at you and they want your family medical history, so to speak. And then you can say, well, no, nobody in my family's ever been diagnosed with this. And they're looking at it like, oh, so it's like, exactly. It could literally just be, like you said, it could have been I was in an environment that... I, that like one of those environments that you were talking about in Georgia, a work environment where where that happened, or it could just it could be so many different things. And I think to people that want to name and shame and blame, I have to really question people like that to wonder what happened to you why you cannot have compassion enough for someone, you must find a reason or a cause or some kind of ulterior motive as to why they're going through what they're going through. It's, it just blows mm. my mind that how we just don't have compassion and a heart of love for our one another, why we have to be so negative 
and wanting to blame something because I don't understand what good that does does that do. We're supposed to encourage no. each other. We're supposed to support each other. We're supposed to. We are supposed to be our brother's keeper, and we can't do yeah. that if we're trying to find fault. Right. Because to right, be honest, all right. the people sitting there trying to find fault and justify and reason away. So let me ask you this. Has anything ever happened in your family at all? Because to be honest with you, I don't believe there's a person alive who has whose family who, who hasn't experienced something in or somebody they know experienced something or something like that. What did, did, did you do something? Did your family do something? Why did that happen to them? Would you like for us to be here sitting in judgment over you? I don't think so. So really and truly, no. it's nobody's place to be sitting in judgment over anyone. My thing is this. When Jesus was on the cross, he didn't look down at anyone and say, okay, now my time's up, it's over to you. Because even when he was here on earth, he didn't judge anyone. Right. So we need to really, we really need to stop that. And we need to really come together and love and support people. Because the truth is, sickness can happen to any one of us without warning. And I just, it, this, is, this is slightly off topic, but I give you an example. So I was an athlete. I never drank, never smoked, even though there were many years that I backslid. Drinking and smoking wasn't for me. But yes, I used to party. I was in the clubs. I, was, I ate healthy. I was in the gym three, four times a week because I was an athlete when I was younger. I was on a flight from San Francisco to London and I got a blood clot in my leg. I was two hours into the flight. And I had this blood clot in my leg, excruciating, excruciating pain. Now, there were those mm. that were like, oh, well, you know, when you're on a plane, you're supposed to get up and walk around or whatever. I was only two hours into the flight. I couldn't have done much walking. It was only two hours. But there were those that were quick to judge me and tell me, it's, oh, because I was sitting down and it was a long flight. I'm like, it was only two hours into it. And I say all of that to say this. Fit, because I was under 40, fit, I was, I, at the time, I probably only weighed about 110 pounds and I'm five foot seven. So fit, healthy, active, not overweight, and I developed something that could have killed me. Mm-hmm. Do you see, so, so yeah. and I say that to say, so you don't have to be in a life-threatening position with your health as a result of having done anything because they couldn't figure out why I even got a blood clot. Cause they're like, hold on everything you're supposed to do to be fit and healthy. You do. We can't understand it. We can't mm -hmm. figure it out. So I say that to say, if you want to blame somebody, take a step back and realize and have a reality check that the truth is you could be doing everything right and tick all the boxes and God forbid still get sick. That's right. Allison, let me tell you, that's what happened to me. I was the wow. first picture of health, never been sick a day in my life other than a common cold, sinusitis, occasional sinus infection, but nothing to where I could not work. 
And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I go to emergency room because one day I, I went to work and this was probably a few days after I was running up a flight of stairs at work and thinking, why am I short of breath when I run marathons? I'm in the army. What's going on? And then a few days Whoa. later, I was short of breath again and went to the emergency room. And that's when they found the spot on my lungs originally. However, it was not huge. It was, it was like a little pinprick, right? Nothing to where it should have mm-hmm. caused me to have that symptom. So that was God right there. But anyway, I, I, I concur with you because suddenly I, I, I'm told months later it's malignant and, and all of that that transpired after that. And I look. A marathon runner, a half marathon runner, was still active duty army, exercised all the time, at least four to five days a week, right? Two hours a day when I did. Now, granted, my diet could have been a little better. I did think I could outrun a bad <laughs> diet, but it wasn't too bad, right? I didn't eat red meat. I didn't eat pork. And when I got back from Korea, I cut out all other meat except for sick food. So you're right. No. You don't never know what can happen. So there's many reasons we talked about genetics. We talked about one's environment. Hormonal imbalances can cause um, uh, uh, cells to become to grow abnormally and turn cancerous. Did you know that hormonal imbalances? So mm. it could be many reasons, and you can be as healthy as a horse, do all the right things, and something can still happen. And that's why. That's why. We got to make sure, look, look, look. That's why being in a relationship with God is so important. We got to make sure that we, our anchor holds and grips the solid rock as the old folks used to sing. Because you can be, look, you don't know what can happen from one moment to the next. But we trust yep. God, believe in God. But, yeah, you're right. We don't know. No, we can't judge exactly. anybody. I mean, I'll admit, I will admit years ago, I, that used to be me. I'm like, well, what did you do? I used to say that to people sometimes. Wow. But when it happened to me and I found myself in a suddenly health care crisis, out of nowhere, blindsided, I was like, okay. Mm. I, I, let me tell you, me walking through my health challenge was a reality check for me and opened up my eyes to so many things. Yeah, I'm ashamed to admit. I used to be one of those people who used to say, well, what did you do? You must have did something. You got no, 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 no. I had to learn for myself that that's not always the case. You can do all the right things and still something can happen. But oh, by the grace of God, it's God's grace. Yeah. Great. You know, I hate to admit that, but that used to be me. I used to be one of those people. I'm ashamed to even say it. You know, but so these are just some myths. What else have you um, heard? What are the myths but you before, But before we go on, you know, I, I just want to address what you said about, don't you know something? Don't even be ashamed to say it. And the reason that I say that, because your transparency now in saying that, Look, I used to be that person that said it, and look what happened to me, and look at my history. I, there would be nothing underlying to say I am a classic case to have gone through it. And hopefully your transparency 
will actually cause someone else to be able to take a look and say, wow, you know something, that's me also. Let me check myself because now I'm hearing that it doesn't take all of that. It could literally take like yourself doing what you normally do, healthy, fit, doing the right things, out of breath. You, from one moment, you literally from one moment to the next, you'd have no idea. Like I was saying, when I got the blood clot in my leg, I got on a plane like, yeah, I'm good. I'm living. I spent the next seven days in a hospital bed being pumped full of blood thinners. Mm, so, yeah, so it's one of those things where anything can happen at any time. And we just need to... So I'm just grateful to you for being so transparent and being really honest and open about, yes, I was that person, but guess what? I, I have learned and I'm here to say and, to, and, to, and also bring awareness as well. So I just wanted to address that and thank you for, for saying, because some people would have just kept quiet about the fact that they used to do that. <laughs> No, you've said, so thank you for that. And hopefully it will encourage others to do the same. But, but you know, like other, other myths that I've heard is that, because when people say the big C and they make, and, and that once you're diagnosed with it, that's it. Your life is over. You're going to die. (laughs) It's just like all those doom and gloom people. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm just like, um, okay, because there are many people, and don't get me wrong, I, can, I, I, I can't even begin to imagine what getting that diagnosis must feel like. I can't, because I praise the Lord that I have not had that. So I'm not taken away from anybody's experience or how it felt to go through that. But the, the fact that it's when those people do then go and tell their nearest and dearest, the way people start behaving is almost as though that's it, they're dead already. <laughs> yeah, so and that, yeah, that and, and that's yeah. why that's why it's important that I know for me when I was walking through that journey, there were many people I had to separate from. Some I have not seen since before I went through that journey. Because you you cannot be around negative people. That stuff, and that does not help at all. And so I know mm. for me, when I was walking through that, I had to cut people off. I was people I didn't speak to. I didn't want them around me because I knew they were negative Nellies and negative Negs. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But, you know, God is the healer. He healed my body and I thank him. There are some people Mm -hmm. that know they don't make it right. They don't survive. And for whatever reason, God, you know, it's his will. He decides now I'm going to, I'm going to, whatever his reasoning is, you know, and we, we don't understand. We may never understand it, you know, but um, it's not a death sentence. It's not a death sentence, especially when it is caught early. And that's why these yearly exams are so important. Yearly physical exams are important. The diagnostic studies, the prostate exams yearly, 
mammograms yearly, colonoscopies yearly. And if you have a family history, especially your parent or sibling, um, a close relative had, you know, had uh, a particular cancer, it's important to let your provider know and begin doing the studies and testing early before you hit 40 while you're young because early detection is definitely key. Allison, you know, with the time flies, I tell you the truth, we have exactly two minutes, two minutes. <laughs> so what are your closing comments? And um, how can the people reach out to you your website, if you don't mind? Oh, thank you. My closing comments are pray, and not just as a cliche, because as you said, God is a healer. He's a good God. And many times he just wants us to come to him and ask him. Too many times we bury our heads in the sand. And be informed. Let's not be ignorant. If the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Let's not be ignorant. Be informed. We, there's a lot of ways that we can get information nowadays. Do that. Get the information. Be informed. Live well and live healthy. The Bible says above all, I pray that you prosper and be in good health. So uh, that's my part. those are my parting words. Where anyone can find me, you can reach out to me via my website. It's alisonj.net. That is A-L-I-S-O-N-J-A-Y-E dot net. Thank you so much for having me as a guest today. It has been such an honor and I have enjoyed speaking with you. Well, I am so glad you were able to find time in your busy schedule because I know you're a busy woman. I want to thank you so much for joining me this week here in the chat room. And to you, our listening audience, as always, I appreciate you, love you from wherever you are listening, tuning in from around the world because this is a global podcast. For some, it might be early morning where you are. But I thank you so much for joining us this week here in the chat room. And to my producer, the Batman of Charm City himself, Mr. Jerry Royce, live. Hey, Batman, thank you so much for all you do behind the scenes. And so until next time, if God says the same, I wish you peace and health. Deuces. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for another episode here in the chat room. Health Chat with Coach Jean, that is. Until next time, if God says the same, I pray peace, health, love, and well-being for you and your family. God bless you. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Popular the Generous, gospel artist from Lagos, Nigeria, Africa. And you're listening to the Jerry Royce Live Worldwide Podcast. I got my new single playing on there, Hadura. You don't want to miss it. One love, one God, one people, one faith. Hallelujah day. That's how we roll. That's how the team go. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.